welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Mike Yozivovich. Yeah, guess who's back? Oh, he's back. Look at you. Yeah. Oh, it's good to have you back. But of course, your first day back, who's not here? Yeah, Matt. He's like, oh, Mike's coming back? I could take the day off. I'll kick my feet up, take the day off. But Mike right. is back. If you are a new listener and you started listening in season, uh, Mike is a co-host. He's uh, He's been here since day one. And what happened, Mike? Just had one of those babies, man. Yeah, they, they're, yeah. they're time-consuming, right? Right. Kind of ruined my, because uh, we get, you know, Tuesday nights are the, the podcast, you know, weekend reviews and all that stuff. I just can't do it. Yeah, because you're sleeping. Right, pretty much. We're podcasting. You're sleeping. Yeah, dad duty, sleeping, whatever. Yeah, cleaning duty, all that jazz. It's fun, isn't it? Right, it's awesome. Yeah, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's it's a valid excuse, I suppose. Yeah, it's a legit excuse. So uh, Mike's back, and we'll be back uh, probably until what? Football season starts again? Right, yeah, August. Then you have to take time off again? Yeah, probably. And then uh, we'll probably expect that we get Mike back in season probably maybe 2017. Yeah, 2000. Yeah, who knows, man? Yeah, no we'll idea. have to see. As a kid gets older, they get uh, easier. Right. You know, until they tell you, they learn how to tell you no. Then you right. want to drop kick them. <laughs> I'm telling you, you haven't got that far yet because your baby's still new. Right. But uh, you'll, you'll eventually get the urge. Now, I don't know because I don't have any girls, but I never thought in a million years I'd ever have the urge to drop kick a small child, toddler. I had that urge. Really? Yeah. Yes. My kid's too cute right now. You know? Oh, yeah. So, when they're yeah. baby. Oh, they're, right. right now, you can actually leave your kid in one spot. Go make a sandwich and come back. And right. You're, you're hunky dory. Right, man. Oh, now your kids are crazy, dude. Yeah, they're fighting each other. They're punching yeah. each other in the face. You leave them alone. You're hearing somebody. Ah! Right. So yeah, but it's good to have you back, man. Thanks, man. So um, of course, this episode we're going to sit here and we're going to talk to the Mike about uh the year in review. But before we get into that, uh, and not a year in review, but kind of like Mike's take on some of the things that have gone throughout the year. Uh, but for for sure, first let's start with uh some new topics such as Matt Jones reported on Roto World that they're going to let Alfred Morris talk. Now, this isn't really a surprise. We kind of talked about it, but they're going to let Matt Jones likely be the featured number one there. Now, I've been on the podcast, and I've stated that I don't really like that move. I'm not a firm believer in Matt Jones. Um, Yeah, he started off hot, but he didn't really get anything going afterwards. He does have that fumbling problem. He was benched at a time because of his fumbling problem. I don't see Matt Jones as a lead-in running back. I just don't see it. I think he's a great, you know, compliment, compliment back. And if you need some spot duty back, I just can't see him being a productive every down, three down back. Right, and someone that you would plug into your lineup and be like, no, I'm set at running back this week. Now, he's more like you have him on your bench and, you know, a bi-week replacement type guy. Correct. Yeah, and I, he's he's a must own in dynasty by oh, all yeah, means. Yeah, by all means. But like, if you're starting him, hey, you or looking to like, you know, buy this news, you're thinking, oh man, maybe I can start Matt Matt Jones moving forward. I just wouldn't feel confident with that. Not at all. I don't feel like, and I've said this before in the podcast, that he's capable of winning you a championship. Yeah, and that's right. what it's about, isn't it? Right. He's, oh, well, and he's yeah, a great absolutely. own. Again, he's a great own. But I'm taking, I'm telling you. I'm taking this news that he's going to be the number one, and once they actually don't re-sign Alfred Morris and they say, okay, we're going to roll forward with Matt Jones, and I'd probably try and do this for the, before the draft because I'm kind of curious what the Redskins are going to do during the draft. I assume they're going to draft somebody. You would think. 
I'm taking this number one news and I'm selling. I'm selling, I'm selling, and I'm trying to get a first-round pick in Matt Jones, somebody that you may be drafted in the late second, third round of your rookie draft. Right. So, I mean, because he really only had a couple, like, outstanding weeks, you know, like, I don't know, like week like four or five or whatever. He almost, you know, had 30 points, depending on how your scoring is. Uh-huh. And then one more week, like, that was where he blew it out. But everything else was just mediocre. Mediocre. And he catches the ball well, and that's where his value really comes into effect. But again, I do, and I've made this very clear: I am not buying the Matt Jones hype. I am selling, selling, selling. Yeah, I don't blame you for that. Okay, so, so you agree? Yeah, I agree. Oh, it's good to have you back. Yeah, man. <laughs> so uh, other news came out that Marshawn Lynch may retire. Now, this isn't the first time we've heard this. Not surprising. I feel like that's something we kind of knew about, like you know. Last a year? year ago. Yeah. He was almost going to retire last year, but we didn't right. think he will. Nah, it's a, it's one of those things, like, to me, like, hey, if you have Marshawn, I, I think the whole world knows that he's on, on the verge of retiring. You're not going to be able to, you're never going to really be able to move him. So it's just one of those things, hey, if you have him, you hope he plays. If not, you're not going to be able to move him. You can't him. sell him. People nah. keep asking, like, what can I get from Marshawn Lynch? I'm like, people are like, somebody's like, hey, I was offered, I got this tweet yesterday. Two guys are like, uh, I can get. Terrence West for Marshawn Lynch. I was like, no. And the other one was, I can get, I don't know, again, another somebody like Terrence West. Right. I'm like, no, dude, you just hold. Like, he has no, right. you don't trade Marshawn Lynch right now. Unless you can get like a third round pick, maybe. You know, you want my, my game on the third round, but even then. Only if there's some, someone that you want there, like correct. a draft day trade, like, oh, I really want this guy. Yeah. Pretty but much. like to me, it's like you just hold on him, hope that he plays. He's probably not. And if he plays, then, hey, you got, you got a player. Exactly, for, for he's the startable. But right, he was banged up this year. But I, like, I can definitely example, see him retiring now. But go on your example. But, but for for example, like if you make that move for Terrence West, like that's he's never playing for your team. No, I'd rather have a fifth round pick than Terrence West. I'd rather have anyone but Terrence West. Yeah, I'd, I'd literally rather have like a small bag of Cool Ranch Doritos than Terrence West. Right, because I get, I'd get some return out of that. You know, I'm and getting like you could, a minute of deliciousness. Right, you're never putting Terrence West in your lineup. Never, literally never. If 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 Buck Allen's the starter next year and he goes down to injury and Terrence West is going to start a game, you're still not playing Terrence West. No, you wouldn't. Oh, he's terrible. Yeah, he's not good. I drafted him in the first round, yeah. Yeah, things happen, man. Yeah, poop happens. Yeah, man. So, it gets uh, the best of us sometimes. You know? It does. Can't hit on all the draft picks, no, right? No, cannot. So, Marshawn Lynch, he is a hold no matter what. I kind of see it playing out like the Chiefs. I can see the Seahawks, even before Marshawn Lynch makes his decision, where they just cut him outright. They they release him. I saw something like if he, I'm trying like paraphrase because I was kind of like skimming through Twitter or whatever. You know, one of those things like if he like retires while the he owes the Seahawks all this money, like the from a signing bonus uh-huh. or whatever. So like what they were talking about possibly him having to do is hold out, so not retire, hold out, hope the Seahawks cut him. So now he's off the hook. Then he can retire. And it makes sense that they have, you know, they have Thomas Rawls there. Uh, yeah, and he looked great. awesome. Yeah, he led the league in yards after catch, or, or you know, yards after uh, contact in the league. And it, with with how much he's due, how much of like how stubborn he is, it makes sense for them to cut him anyways. And then I honestly could see, and I know it's silly, you go from the sea, you know, to say, oh well, the Seahawks are a Super Bowl contender anyways. Him going to like another contender, like New England, I don't like a two year deal. You know, maybe just play one year of that, or some, you know, something along those lines. Somebody that needs a running back. Yeah, just yeah. You're talking about Lynch. Yeah, yeah. I just think he's done, man. Yeah, he's probably yeah. done, huh? Yeah, it was a good run while it lasted, right? All right. 
It started off uh, you slow. Know, well, yeah, it started Buffalo. off good, then slow. hit that mid, hit like that road, that roadblock. Thought it was done. Long career, right? For a running back, yeah, for sure. Long, good career. Okay, so that, that's the only news we have <laughs> out of the NFL this week. Uh, Senior Bowl is uh, well, the, we're recording this on a on a weekend, so it's actually tonight. Okay, but I hope that goes well. Yeah, I think Matt's watching, right? Yes. Yeah. And Carson Wentz is a good guy to watch tonight. Or, yeah, well, I wonder how he does. As, right. As he plays back on a Wednesday. Yeah, I just don't really <laughs> you know, put too much stock into it, whatever. Yeah, you know? usually the senior, you know, a lot of it's uh, the, the uh, you know, underclassmen that are the, the studs this year. Yeah, I'm just not really into it. You know, those all-star type games. I don't know. I don't really think it means a whole lot. So before we get into, you know, some of the things that happened this year, and I want to get your opinion on some things, uh, real quick, you know, you're a go-to on the rookie content. Who's your number one running back besides Ezekiel Elliott? Yeah, it has to be after Ezekiel Elliott at the running back has to be Derrick Henry from Alabama. And I remember a couple of years ago, or like almost, what, almost about a year and a half ago, when you tweeted out, you know, book it, Alex Collins will be the 2016 number one rookie Right, pick. that was 2014, and that was just assuming that he comes out early. Uh-huh. And oh, so, so it was two years ago you tweeted it. Yeah, 2014. Not bad because he's the number one. He's the number three rookie running back. We right. Have I mean, yeah. To me, he's he's the running back number three. I talked so, about this, uh, and I think that's. I would think that that's pretty consensus. I mean, those really to me, I, I you know, I think we. I'm sure you guys have touched on it. Like no. this draft is not going to be as good as of the past uh, two years, the, yeah, right. or in the next year either. Because I think as of right now, you know, we have so so much time to, yeah you know, scout hype and combines and all this, you know, but after those top three running backs, I'm not really that excited. I think you you might have some favorites, you know, some like Devontae Booker. Right. And, you know, just be honest, not really watching a whole lot of Utah. So I'm going to have to do some research on him, but he seems like, you know, when you're looking at based off like where they're going to go and mock that he's the fourth guy right now to me, I'm not really excited by that. No, I agree. I mean, it's, it's a weaker draft after, class, right? And I agree with you too. And I made this point. I did a, I did my top ten dynasty rookies last week on a podcast. I was, uh, I had to do it a day late. I did it at five o'clock in the morning just to get wow. a podcast out because I've been so busy. Yeah. Uh, and I, I said Derrick Henry was my number two back as well. I said my only concerns about Henry is just his size. You know what I mean? Being six three, he he can burn as well. But it's like there's not a lot of huge success stories with backs that big he's a big boy man big big guy but he's still he's my number two back too it's just, but you know what i mean it's like a lot of, there, you don't see a lot of big six foot three running backs that have a lot of success stories in the nfl okay yeah i mean and it's yeah it's but i've liked him since T, he was with tj yeldon day one right so okay what about receiver and we all agree that you know is it is it safe consensus laquan treadwell and ezekiel elliott are one two um. Yeah, I would say that that's pretty going to be a for sure consensus. Like, I mean, not we're not worried about where they land, what team they land nah, on. They're going to be think, sweet. Right? Yeah, they're going to be sweet. Yeah. I, I definitely, for sure, I know Laquan Treadwell is going to be sweet. He's I, like, to me, he has the safe, like the safety, uh, pick of like Amari Cooper mm-hmm. and Julio Jones. Like you knew coming out, hey, these guys are. Or they're going to be good. Uh-huh. Just how good are they going to be? But he plays like Des Bryant, kind of. This is his number one comp. It's the safest uh, comp yeah. to make, too. Okay. Yeah, it's Des Bryant. So. I mentioned that as well because right. he's a big, strong receiver. Yeah. And I, and I think a lot of people are going to nag Treadwell on his speed. 
but he's really tall and he takes really long strides. And I, I made a point like, look at just a couple of weeks ago, Eddie Lacy had a 70 yard run. That guy's a tub of goo. Right. And he was outrunning people. So yeah. I think the 40 yard dash is such like an overrated aspect yeah. when it comes to the NFL. Right. So I'm not overly worried about his speed. The way he just like, he's so big and strong. He's yeah, you're right. He's going to be good. He's yeah. going to be good. Yeah, he's going to be him. good. Like, could there be another receiver better than him than him in the draft? Yeah, sure, it's quite possible. But, like, the safe, the the low floor, and, you know, that he the has. safe pick. Yeah. It's yeah. Safe, like, worst sure. case, you're getting a wide receiver, too, there. Right. I'm, so, I'm taking him number one. So, besides Laquan Treadwell... Who do you like? Who do you see next as the higher, the high ceiling? My there? my person, I like Tyler Boyd. Always have. I mean, I'm sure I I know I brought him up on the podcast way back in the oh, day. Yeah, just for so, sure. yeah, out of Pittsburgh, he's 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 legit. He's my number three, and I think he's going to be like one of those guys that you say use your number three. Right. Behind, I like Josh Dotson at okay. TCU. Right. He's just his tape. This like, like the wow factor you get out of his tape, like the way he can go up and get the ball. I love it, and I think Tyler Boyd is great too. It's just I see a higher ceiling with Dotson. I think, and plus he has a great last name, but I see, <laughs> again, those are two players, though, they're close enough for me. Landon spot can make the difference. Okay. I mean, I can I can see that. For you, you know, I can see that argument. I mean, they're close. I, I would not, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to hound. So, Dude, don't I, yell at me. No, I, I mean, I could see that if that's the breaking point between uh-huh. the two. I, I, I think, you know, and we'll see after where they land, but I think, I'm pretty safe in saying I'll take Tyler Boyd uh-huh. as my number two wide receiver. Great career, Pitt. Awesome. And then, like, this year, like, I don't think maybe he necessarily did as good or as was as flashy as, like, the previous year. So, like, maybe maybe he's you know, goes a little – he gets overlooked by somebody else maybe, you know, like yeah. someone like Stockson better, you know. I so. agree. Like, you know, the rankings drastically change after NFL draft. You know, we had the Bishop Sankey effect where people – Rise up the board strictly because they're taking an NFL draft. Or Brandon, situation. Brandon Cooks, Brandon Cooks. Yeah, but he kind of panned out though. Oh, he did pan out. I'm just saying, but somebody that we, our mind changed based off of the landing spot. Correct. Yeah, because we were a little bit like we like Cooks, but he's smaller. We didn't. We yeah, were the track record of smaller wide receivers yes. who we were concerned about, and he went to a good spot, and you know he shot up the board. Right. So okay, well, I just want to get to your take on there. So because then after that, like as of right now, in you know. End of January, I think, like, a lot of the other wide receivers are, you know, the Corey Coleman's, the Michael Thomas. I mean, they're, I mean, really, gosh, after that, I don't know how uh, excited I am about any of the guys after that either, you know. But those two, all those guys are interchangeable to me at this particular Correct. point. Correct. I, I want to look at more tape about Mike Thomas from uh, Southern Miss. Okay. Uh, supposed to be really good. Uh, his tape kind of screams out to you. I said last week about Mike Michael Thomas from Ohio State. Mm-hmm. He has all the tools, but just being Ohio State kind of limits what you could see. But I really liked him at Ohio State. I think his combine is going to help him out. And again, Landon's situation. Corey Coleman, I said last week, is just he's a smaller receiver, right? First of all, and mm-hmm. everybody that goes to Baylor puts up big numbers. Yeah, it's so, just, I mean, it's definitely a you know system that you know, lends itself to big numbers. And again, you know, and but, I give him my small receiver bias where yeah. I'm not, he's like one of those players that I probably won't draft unless he goes somewhere like, you know, how Brandon Cooks end up in the Saints. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that could happen though. Oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, anything's so, possible. Right. But like, as we do all our like episodes going up to like the actual end of all draft where we rank our receivers before the draft and then we do our rankings <laughs> after the draft. I feel like I'm going to be, I'm going to have a little bit of bias towards him. You know what I mean? Like how some people might have bias towards Wisconsin running backs. Right. I suppose. Okay. So, okay, now let's go, let's go, let's talk about the 2015 season. Okay. Now, you weren't here for the season. Yeah. So, 
what are some what are some of your takeaways from this previous dynasty season for dynasty outlook? And before we even get like here's a number here's a, for example here's the number one hot topic in the dynasty community. I get a lot of flack out on Twitter because people think I think they assume that I don't like this player at all, but people are crowning David Johnson as the number three overall dynasty running back right now. He's super sweet. <laughs> this is it for him. He's the best. I want your take on David Johnson. I just like that's just too early for me to to crown him yet. Yes, a hundred percent agree, man. You know what I mean? I just think that yeah, I'm just not ready to do it. I'm but, not ready to do it. Like you know, I just I think maybe some other guys have more talent, and he was in a a situation. A great shine. situation. The Chris sh- Johnson did well. Right. That that's. I mean, honestly, that is one of the reasons why I question how good he is. Like the car are the Cardinals making in and what Bruce Arians is doing. Like, is that what's making the you know making these backs look good, or is it? I mean, because Chris Johnson is not. Good anymore? No. But he was pretty good when Cardinals right. offense. You yes. know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. So I, that, to me, I would not, I would just kind of, I would go somewhere else. My biggest, my biggest comparison to that, we're like, well, what, how much more? I tell people I need to see more. Like, how much more do you need to see? And I'm like, well, Steve Slayton with the Texans is my best example. Is like, he had a great year. Right. People are ready to crown him. Yeah. Never did anything again. People that have good years. Now, David Johnson is a rookie, so he is going to be in Arizona for a couple of years, which is good. And situation does matter. You know, run, you know, situation for a player does matter. So David Johnson being in Arizona, you, like, you can't overlook that and then just blame that as well because he's going to be there. There is some things I saw about David Johnson, like the way he hits the hole, the way he runs. Uh, it's not... It's just okay for me. You know what I mean? Now, he had like that one great run where he broke like five tackles for a touchdown. But what he does do well, extremely well, is catch the ball. And you can't undermine that well as well in a PPR league. But again, I mean, number three running back off the board, I can't do that, man. I can't. No, I don't think I could either. That's that's pretty. Like, I'd take Devontae Freeman, who did it all year long over David Johnson, for me personally. Right. And I, don't, and I don't think that I would ever be in a position personally to be if I was redrafting or whatever the case may be to take a running back three. No, because I'm taking not, well, not, take not, a wide not, receiver. Again, I'm not but, saying running back three overall. I'm talking about the third running back off the board. Okay. Yeah. If, so if I confuse you there, like, like not the third player well, off the board. No, I guess. No, I, I knew what be, you meant. I yeah, behind, you behind meant. Le'Veon Bell and Gurley. But yeah, I agree with right. you too because I'm taking... I'm taking all receivers anyways. Right. So I don't think I'd ever be in a position to draft any one of those three because if you're... If you're, you know, redrafting a team or if you're, you know, one of our listeners getting in a new dynasty league, you know, draft wide receivers. Oh, for sure. Don't, don't even be in the position to dra- draft one of those top three guys. And that's what I'm saying. Like, his value right now, again, it's not saying David Johnson won't be great going forward. There's, there's a chance he's going to be great going forward. He's a great dynasty back. He's young. Yeah. He catches the ball well. But right now, the hype's so big on David Johnson. If I could flip him for a good receiver like Brandon Cooks, I'm taking a receiver there, and I'm drafting a running back this year. Yeah, I wouldn't base my team on Brandon Cooks, so. though. You know what I'm saying? I'm using him as an example. Okay, I don't I'm not like saying that example. Okay, but... okay, Keenan Allen. Right. Okay. Now there we go. Okay, you don't like Cooks, I do. Okay, okay. I know you love Keenan Allen, right. so yeah. I like Keenan Allen too. But you know, an example like that. So if I could flip David Johnson, that's where the hype is on this right now. For somebody like Keenan Allen, I'd be doing I'd be doing virtual high fives to myself here. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I do, I, like I do that. like when I'm you know looking at it. It's like I do like David Johnson. It's just wow, I'm just shocked. Number three, 
overall. But at the same time, I'll, I'll tell you this, just to play devil's advocate, because um, I'm not always right, I was really shocked at, I mean, maybe it's a year, when uh, Odell had that sick rookie season, uh-huh. and he was like the number one overall um, dynasty player. player yeah. Dynasty player. I was like, well, dude, that's way too early. Way well, too early. But at this, that's what I was saying. You know, I was like, dude, that's way too early. He's awesome, but gosh, let me see a little bit more. He missed the first four games, and he was sick as can be. But I was like, I'll, I'd rather take a safer pick, you know. And Me too. I, I don't remember who I would have said at the time, but, you know, maybe the, the usual cast of characters of the Julio Jones and, you know, things of that nature, uh, A.J. Green at the time. But man, that, that turned out pretty darn good so but you know I'm, but I'm sure there's cases for ones that turned out and ones that did not turn out right again i think people like a lot of people were upset when we did a rookie redraft episode man i okay that we took david johnson 12th and that we took <sighs> that we took david we took players here's the running backs we took ahead of them that went ahead okay, of them because i i did a little mock draft or a redraft myself just on the side i just want to okay so who did you have because i had david johnson like fifth or sixth just depending because i couldn't I don't have the notes in front of me, but when Gurley was the number one running back, take it. It went Gurley, Cooper. Right. Uh, I can't even remember now. This is terrible because it's two weeks ago. But, I mean, Yeldon went ahead of him. And so, yeah, I, w- I would. Now, you know how Matt is with players that he has on his team. So, he took Thomas Rawls, like, fourth overall. Right. And, and you know, I have those guys grouped together. Like, to me, I'd take David Johnson over uh, TJ Yeldon and, and Rawls. I, you know, but to me, those, those three guys, like, kind of when you're doing, like, I can make an argument for any one of those three. Oh, for sure. But if you're asking me to do it like that, when I had David Johnson as my number two run, rookie running back. You did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we had... Uh, but I had him sixth overall on my list. So, so if you have it in front of you, why don't, we, why don't we get Mike's rookie redraft? So I had Gurley and Cooper, one, two, Winston, three. Awesome, right? Yep. Did, mm-hmm. He hit, right? I think I mentioned a rookie redraft. We, I took Winston at like six or seven. Mm-hmm. That I know Mike would have taken. I know that you would have taken him higher. Okay, Winston. Right, because if you get that quarterback, man, you're 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 good. Made the case for it again. Right. The reason we did it is just because he was a quarterback. We kind of dropped him just on quarterback bias. I, and I get that. You know what I'm saying? I I understand. But that. go on, Mariota, at four. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Dude, he had just as good a year as pretty good year. Yes. Yeah. For the. Outside of the Browns, probably the worst team in the league. It's the worst team in the league. Or the second worst team it's in the league. It's the worst team in the league. No, Who's got the, the number one pick in the draft? I, I get that. It's, They're the worst team in the league. Well, yeah, well. It's Mariota and DGB and nobody else. And Delaney Walker. Right. Go on. And Delaney Walker had a great year, man. I know. I'm, yeah. I'm selling yeah. Delaney Walker. So then <laughs> uh, David Johnson, Yeldon, Rawls. Um, she went run of running backs there. Right. Okay. Langford. Diggs, Lockett, Kevin White, Devontae Parker. Um, yeah, so we had Kevin White and Parker ahead of all those guys. Okay. Still. I, you know. I'm surprised you have Parker so low. Yeah. But something that we loved already. Like right. you have Jeremy Langford ahead of Devontae Parker. And yeah. Parker came on really strong at the end of the season. Right. He came on really strong at the end of the season. But is he going to. Um, is he ever is he going to overtake the wide receiver one spot in Miami? I think there's no doubt. No doubt. Okay. I think he then showed me if in... that's the if that's the case, then you move him up. You move him up. You know, I just had a little bit of doubt. So I'm like, could, can he be the number? Because if not, you're ranking him that much higher for a wide receiver too. I guess to me, it's still kind of up in the air a little bit. But there's only twelve wide receiver ones. Period. Right. Period. Right. So, but be going going besides that, like Parker was hurt all in the beginning of the year. 
Right. Then he came back. He finished the year really strong. No, he did. Absolutely. And again, he's a rookie wide receiver. So I I'm not I had him at number three overall before this. He did nothing to disprove me there. Okay. Again, with Kevin White. So you fall into the category where you since Kevin White didn't play this year, you just dropped him down immensely. Yeah. Okay. I did, because I want I want I want someone that's proven. Give I would it to me. I nah. give it to me. Yeah, give me what I know. I know this. Kevin uh, White's still a mystery. I know some other people will have him higher because they like what's behind door number two. I like what I already know. Uh-huh. I know Jeremy Langford look good. I know Stefan Diggs look good. I know those other guys look good. I know Tyler Lockett look like a stud, uh-huh. right? Um, I, you know, I did, just for Devontae Parker, I was just, when I did this, I was thinking, yeah, he came on strong at the end, but kind of almost in that same David Johnson in effect, David Johnson effect as, you know, dude, Jarvis Landry's pretty freaking good. Yeah, but Jarvis Landry doesn't have the bake up to be a number one wide receiver. Okay. He's a possession receiver who does what he d- he's he's valuable in dynasty, but not because of right. his like explosiveness because he catches a lot of balls. Face it, if Jeremy Jarvis Landry didn't catch a lot of balls, he would have way less value. His value comes in catch it. He doesn't score touchdowns. Okay. He but... doesn't have he doesn't have a tons of yards in his games. He has 10 catches a game for like 80 yards a game, but, 90 but yards a game. Do most people play PPR? I personally yes. don't, except for our league, you know. But Well, most I, people, well, all our rankings are done in PPR-wise. Yeah. But the same, so for the same reason, again, I don't, this isn't a knock to Jarvis Landry. He's a top three round startup pick. But again, his value comes, like he's not the team's number one receiver, and nor do I think he ever could be the team's number one receiver. Okay. He's reliable. He produces, which creates his value. He's only I mean, he's I mean, six I'm foot. He's under his... six foot. Devontae Parker's six foot three. So with the 80, 80 inch wingspan, Devontae Parker's gonna be the one that produces touchdowns there. Okay, and and, and you're probably right on the touchdowns, but man, I, I would have a hard time seeing, you know, Miami ever going away from Jarvis Landry. I mean, dude, I don't think they ever will. Up, but know? there's room in the NFL today for you need two receivers. Oh, absolutely. So I think I think for upside and point wise, I think Devontae Parker could surpass. Jarvis Landry. Okay. But at that point, though, even though if they're equals, I mean, Jarvis Landry right now in a PPR league is a high-end wide receiver, too. So if you can get that out of Devontae Parker, that holds extreme value. Yeah. Again, and that's why I say on the podcast all the time, like, if you have a wide receiver, too, that is huge, huge to have. There's only 12 wide receiver ones as it is. So just because you're a wide receiver, too, you could still be a stud. You know what I mean? You're, like, you're still a really good football player or fantasy producer. So a guy like Devontae Parker can he be the number one there in Miami? I think so. If he does, that turns out to be true, which means he would surpass, say, Landry in points, which might even happen. Just because he's the number one in Miami doesn't mean he outplays Landry in fantasy point-wise in the PPR league. Because, again, I think Landry is a possession receiver that's going to catch a lot of balls, and that's where his value comes in. So they, they might be equal in fantasy point-wise, but I'm okay with that. You know, I'm okay. Uh, that's a situation where I'm okay starting Jarvis Landry and Devontae Parker on the same week. Yeah, I it's just one one of those things to me for right now. And I like Devonte Parker for a, a long time. I was yes. go back and listen to the tapes. I like Devonte Parker. Right? It's just you know we're going off of like five weeks of what we saw and like really. So what are you going off five, length for then? He looked re- okay. True, and we, but we value little... receivers more than we value running backs. Yeah, uh, I, okay. So you're you're catching me on some technicality. Putting some, put some poking some holes. Yeah, in your you theory are some there. poking some holes yeah. in my theory. Yeah, Watch right. Spock drafts terrible. It's not terrible, but I, guess, no, I just I this just whole class. So I agree with you because this whole class after where it ended up being a good class actually, like this rookie yeah. class where we were kind of worried about it going into it. 
because uh, I know in the season, like we said, like after pick like seven, like it's a hodgepodge. Almost kind of how we're feeling like this year, like after you get past like the top two players, three, four, five players. Right now, I said about six or seven I feel comfortable with, kind of like last year. This class actually turned out to be a pretty good class, but honestly, after Gurley and Cooper, it's 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 anybody's game. It's who who do you like? You know what I mean? Right. Because they're all close enough. Now, granted, Winston, take Winston and Mariota out of it because the quarterbacks are kind of, you know, it depends. If you have a quarterback, it's easy to pass those guys up. You know, if you have somebody like that, like Andrew Luck, you're not taking Winston or anybody along those lines. Oh, absolutely. But, like, between all those running backs, like you said, Thomas Rawls, David Johnson, TJ Yeldon. And Jeremy Langford, though. I mean, you can't disregard what he did. I mean, when Matt Forte was out and even when he was playing, he put he looks like he could be a good a, running back. Right. And we both liked him because so of Michigan State. Matt didn't like him, but we both said we liked right. him Absolutely. on the podcast. Absolutely. Um, and it's kind of like one of those. Forte. It's one of those things where it's similar to Thomas Rawls. I mean, when he got in there, he produced. You, I can see Jeremy Langford carrying the load. You know what I mean? Yes. For me, I just wanted to see a little bit more from Devontae Parker. Now, could he be that guy? And he look, But he didn't put up any numbers like some of the numbers Jeremy Langford put up. Different position, yeah. you know what I mean? But to me, it just seemed like, hey, Jeremy Langford looks like he could be the heir apparent. You know what the I Matt mean? Forte, which right. it looks like he is going to be. Right, that's what there, it's... There's right, Matt Forte's a free agent. He ain't going back. So he's going to be the starting running back there next year. Right, because as before the season start, you're like, hey, if Lankford doesn't do it, they're going to have to readdress the running back situation after the season. Yes. But it looks like Jeremy Lankford is pretty solid. And I'm not saying that Devontae Parker can't be that guy. It just is like, to me, it just seems a little bit more I just want to see a little bit more, man. Just like with David Johnson, before I crown him as a number three running back in the league. I got, I'm I got not, you. I'm not going to hate on anybody. No, you know, and for people that. that people that get mad at me for saying, "Why would you take Thomas Rawls and T.J. Yeldon over David Johnson?" It's like I just prefer those two running backs. I'm I'm being a little bit stubborn only because it's also like it's not like I didn't watch David Johnson's college tape. You know, I spent a lot of time watching him. I didn't think he was a great. I thought he caught caught the ball great. That's what kind of confused me when they drafted him because they had Andre Ellington who already did that. Now, David Johnson's better than Andre Ellington, but just kind of like I see TJ Yeldon as a three down back in a great offense, kind of like, you know, like David Johnson is in, but it's just like I like TJ Yeldon ahead of that. Uh, I didn't see anything in TJ Yeldon that made me dislike him as much. I just more con- I'm just slightly more confident in TJ Yeldon. And with Thomas Rawls, you know, the way he, he's a big, powerful runner. Marshawn Lynch is gone. He's, he's an offense that's going to run the ball a ton. And he caught the ball okay as well. I like Thomas Rawls. You know what I mean? Yeah, fair enough. That's it. I, and I, you know, I've been totally taking him ahead of Melvin Gordon, which is fine. But I'm buying Melvin Gordon this offseason because, like we mentioned you when you were here, San Diego having the worst offensive line in the history of all offensive lines. And now they have Ken Wisinghung co- coming back, who, you know, right. focuses on running the ball. I think Melvin Gordon's going to bounce back next year. So I think he's a great by low candidate. But I mean, it was funny. Like, I mean, I remember telling the story in the podcast, like during end of the summer or whatever, I was watching that. I was watching something on ESPN about the Chargers, and it just, man, Melvin Gordon was clueless. Yeah, it you mentioned summer, that. Yeah. yeah. And like, it doesn't surprise me now after seeing that, seeing it not really translate on the field. I don't, I don't think he really had a clue, but I would buy it because it's, People are probably scared. I would think that his tag would be oh, a little yeah. bit low. He's yeah. going like second round of startup drafts. Now. Yeah. You know, which is kind of insane to drop something that low for the situation he was in. 
I see Melvin Gordon has like, – if he doesn't bounce back next year, it's over. Oh, right, absolutely. And I said my biggest concern was Melvin Gordon. He didn't score a single touchdown all I know, year. Oh, crazy, huh? Didn't have a single big play. He's a big play back. Couldn't get one big play. You can't find one crease throughout the whole year, no matter how bad the line is. Right. Come on. Danny Woodhead was a top five fantasy running back. Yeah. And he like he really peaked after week you know, week three was his best week, I think, fantasy wise. Yeah, eight points. Yeah, nine. <laughs> nine in the format that I just so happen to be, you know, for my one league I have pulled up the stats. He's so. gotta be the biggest disappointment out of all the rookies. Yeah. Melvin Gordon, right? Oh, without a doubt, because he could have went he could have went number two in a rookie draft. Or Yo, number three. You yeah, know what I'm for saying? sure. So biggest surprise, David Johnson. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I'd say so too. I don't know. Thomas Rawls, dude, he kind of yeah, because David Johnson was at least like, hey, he was on everybody's radar. He went in the second two. round of almost every rookie draft. Right. Thomas Rawls went undrafted yeah, or sixth so round. I would, I would give that award to Thomas Rawls. Best bargain was for sure Thomas Rawls. Right. Stephon Diggs falls in that category of uh, great bargain. I knew. You know? I know you loved him. But he still yeah. went in our in our draft. He went in fourth round. Wow, that's third really? fourth round. Yeah. I got him. Okay. Uh, Tyler Lockett, kind of a surprise. Yeah, because I think you took Diggs and I took Lockett. If we look at that dynasty, like right after, like because I wanted Diggs and you took him and I took Lockett. So we both kind of hit yeah. pay dirt there. Right. Those are great. Those are like the, that rare, like you get the best player in the third round. Right. Like, you feel those, good about that. There's one of those things where like you got to, you know, you're playing that uh, draft where their value is, you know what I mean? Like what I want Stephon Diggs in the second round where you're like, oh, I, can, I can get him in the third, third round. round. yeah. You know what I mean? You're playing that game, and you took him, and I think I took Tyler Lockett, if I remember correctly. You and know, I, so. I made sure when we were talking about Diggs when he came out, like, you know, I gave your your spiel about pedigree and, you know, how he's a five-star recruit in Maryland. Right. He's explosive. Injuries kind of set him down. But That's why I like Alex Collins, same kind of concept. Well, not the injury portion, but, like, highly, highly touted coming mm-hmm. out of high school. Stud. Big, so. I mean, he's – I'm interested to see where he goes. He'd be one of those people that certainly say the Cowboys draft Alex Collins, jumping Derrick Henry because of the situation, which is totally fair, like, for a running back. Yeah. You know, first one to get to carries, that's, I'm taking that guy anyways. Right. So what else, what else do you have in retrospect about this year? Some surprises, disappointments? Um, I don't know, man. I think we, like, touched on a lot of it. I mean, especially, like, we just went over, like, the guys like Lockett and Diggs who had really good seasons, you know. I, know it, um, I think Duke Johnson was kind of a disappointment to a point. I, but think, we I kept, think with Hugh Jackson coming in, he's going to have a nice – I somebody t- tweeted at me, like, hey, who are some of your buys for this offseason? Mm-hmm. And I mentioned Duke Johnson as somebody. Yeah. I well, think he's going to fill that Gio Bernard role. Well, and, I, and we talked about this at the beginning of the season. Um or, you know, when the Browns drafted Duke Johnson, I think for him it was probably the worst possible spot to go to, but what the Browns had envisioned, and I'm purely speculating because I have no sources, but that what they wanted to do was have Crowell and Duke Johnson play the Jeremy Hill, Giovanni Bernard role. Yes. And just, it's just, a, and it's just unfortunate. Isaiah Corrales is very average at best. Very average at best. So if if they want that to work with Duke Johnson, because he can catch the heck out of the ball, and he could, I mean, he's on the verge of breaking one every single time he touches the ball. It's my my disappointment with him is like he wasn't as good of a running running back as I had hoped he would because he didn't he didn't do with the Browns running the ball what he did at Miami. You know what I mean? But it would be rece- harder for him to do. Which you know I was I was skeptical if that was going to ever come to fruition but so now it seems like hey he's going to be more of the receiving back you know and he could catch a ton of balls and he's 
they just need a they the Browns need someone better than Isaiah Crowell. They for do. that for that to work with uh Duke. Yeah, and now Crowell did have a good last couple games there. He did. No, he did, but he's he's just average. He's not terrible, like you know what I mean, but he's not I think you they need an upgrade. So let's talk about a couple guys I want to get your opinion on here, and I, okay. I want to see how your take on this is okay. as well. I know Matt, you know how Matt is with his rankings. He takes he likes to for sure things, the veterans in his dynasty rankings. Right. I don't. You know, I made a good argument about Allen Robinson versus AJ Green, the Matt. Okay. You know, I loved Allen. I remember I used the point is I remember we at a buddy's party, Mike's party. This is before we like rookie rankings were just starting. Okay. College football season was still going on. I mentioned you. I was like, man, I really want the Browns to draft Allen Robinson. That's right. like one of my top guys. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I like him too. So I've liked Allen Robinson for a long time. Mm-hmm. Allen Robinson showed me this year the guy's an absolute stud. Only guy right. to average, I think, fifteen plus uh, fantasy points ever, like for like nine straight weeks, something along those lines. And I was making a case, you know, sometimes you got to look ahead because age does matter with Allen Robinson and AJ Green, where their points for fantasy points are going to be pretty close, anyways. Right? Like, w- is it safe to rank Allen Robinson ahead of AJ Green? Uh, uh that's tough. You're, for you're me, picking man. hairs there. Yeah, you're kind of picking hairs. You know, it's funny Splitting because, hairs, like, not yeah, hairs. whatever. Yeah, um, picking noses. It, it that's kind of funny because well, a couple of things that you said before I go go back. One of the things that I was thinking about um coming in is when people are doing their rankings i always feel as though they're always looking what happened last year and all the rankings are based on solely what people did last year and that drives me which i try not to do right you you have to like you have to like kind of be almost like a visionary and like look ahead like okay this guy did this last year but you have to like look ahead. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? No, I, don't, I completely agree. That's you know how that's saying? how I try to do my rankings. I try right. to I try to like keep it. You know, like a guy like Adrian Peterson who's safe, he still holds good value at running back position, so he's still gonna be higher no matter what his age is. Right. Um. Some same reason like David Johnson, he's not super high in my rankings because of just what he did last year. Right. You know, Devontae Freeman rose up because he did it all year long. Okay. So I feel yeah. a little bit more comfortable doing something like that. But I completely agree with you about like okay, what you did just last year. Why does that like I'm not drafting I'm not dropping Andrew Luck as like my fourth running quarterback now just because Cam Newton was the number one overall right. scorer. Right, but you'll you'll people will think that Andrew Luck's not good anymore, and you can tell he was injured all year. Yes, but like some people that like I was like for example, Brandon Marshall had a hell of a season this year. A so, hell of a season. So anyone out there that. Like it, and I, I, you know, I'm not sure where we had him ranked, but I'm sure lower because A, he went to the Jets, and B, he's older. Mm-hmm. But, but what I'm talking about is like someone that could see in the future, like, man, this is a huge, this is someone you want to target at the time, you know, like looking in the future that he still holds value, like it compliments to you for doing that type of stuff instead of going. Yeah. Based off of strictly last year's production, like our know. overall rankings, we have Brandon Marshall 34th overall. Okay, which is pretty fair. Yeah, that's fair. He's a stud receiver, right? You know, we have him right ahead of Jordy Nelson. Remember, okay. I want to remember because you weren't here. Remember uh, before the season started, we sell play, told players to sell high, uh, and I was saying I said Eddie Lacy. Yeah, and remember I said Jordy Nelson. You guys told me I was insane. Yeah, well, look, eh, yeah, it's an injury though, nah. man. And I, but what I say, I was like, he just he's come off the hip injury. You know how those once you get over thirty, those injuries keep coming back. I look pretty good, don't I? Uh, I don't know. I got mad props. That's a, that's I got a, mad props on Twitter from my Jordy Nelson cell and my Eddie Lacy cell. 
I mean, I'll give you the Eddie Lacy. The te- that's a technicality on Jordy. Nelson, I got it. I man. got it. But I was right about you Eddie know, Lacy. Like if he if he sucked, I would you know be more inclined to say you're right. It's yeah. a technicality. You know, I, I still think it would have been good. But going back to Allen Robinson and AJ Green, I think you make a valid point. You know, I I actually own both of them in one of my leagues, and uh-huh. it was kind of like one of those things. Just like looking in the future, I knew Allen Robinson was going to be where he's at, and you know, two years ago when we were doing our startup, I just took him way higher than I should have. And I struggled my first year, but, but then all, you... all this stuff panned out. All these, like, visionary picks that I had. Uh-huh. Jordan Reed, Tyler Eifert, you know, it's like, okay, it didn't it didn't work last year, but I knew that those, I just felt it, that they were going to be good. And I was, a, I was a year ahead of, off, you know. And you, that. so how did you do in your dynasty leagues this year? I won. The uh-huh. championship in the league that I run. Yes. I went from worst to first. Great. I lost week two, and that was it. I was like 14 and one. Oh, just nice. like and That's just, your visionary league, right? I just, oh, total visionary. I destroyed every single record in the history of that league. Dude. Was it, like was everybody points. in the league like, you should host a podcast? Yeah, they, yeah, right. Yeah, it's yeah, like man. you're a guru. Yeah, I'm a guru, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, like, just so many Twitter followers. It, it was just crazy. Like, you know, I mean, some of the picks, like, you know, some of the guys I had, I kind of lucked into, you know, like, because I had Doug Martin, like, and I was ready to sell him off. But you have that would, every right, year. Right. You're going to have shock disappointments, shock surprises. Shock surprise, Doug But the Martin. visionary aspect, like you said, that's such a huge part of Dynasty. We stress it all the time on the podcast. Don't make rash decisions, whether that be buying or selling. Like, definitely when it comes to selling, like, somebody does really bad and you just sell for nothing. Like, you can't make d- d- rash decisions when it comes to Dynasty fantasy football. It's a long term play right okay you you have to take whether maybe you be bad for a year that's going to happen you know what i mean but you have to look out what's best for your team long term and then to, to run a good dynasty team you have to always have that in your back pocket to think about you know what i mean how does now now how does this affect my team right now but how does it affect me long term how does this put me in position to win multiple championships i mean that's the goal that's why right. it's called dynasty you want to be successful for three years in a row when you look back on your league and you're like, oh, I won, I won. Yeah, but remember when I won three years in a row? Ooh, yeah, that was a good run, man. That's a true dynasty. Right. You know, to be a dynasty in your dynasty, I think we, we calculate because we've been around a league for 13, 14 years. Yeah, it gets longer every time we talk about it. It's right around there. Yeah. Uh, well, every year it's 20, another year. 30 leagues, yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh, I think we can decision if you win three years in a row, then you're a dynasty. Like two years in a row, that's, that's always possible. But if you can win three years in a row, that's impressive. Yeah, that's pretty sick. So, looking at these rankings, I want to talk about some guys that I moved up specifically to you. One okay. guy in particular that I crowned, DeAndre Hopkins. No, I mean, I already had crowned him because I can make, I feel like I could almost make an argument to take him number one overall. He's that good. He is that good, isn't right. he? He's God that forbid good they get a re- young. another receiver if, out there. Yeah, he's only 23 years yeah, old, yeah. something like that, 22, 23. And if he's not, someone will tell you mm-hmm. about it on Twitter. So, and, um, and they don't have a quarterback and he's, and he's been successful at turds. I mean, just imagine like, just for example, and, and I know like you can't, you're, the situation is what the situation is, but I would love just to see him just even play with someone like Eli Manning. Oh yeah. It'd be sick. Oh, it'd be disgusting. Right now he's just in a turd sandwich. Right. I love so, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I know you I'm, love DeAndre Hopkins. I have him right now is my number. Well, I'm looking at my rankings right now. Number five overall. I probably should move him number four ahead of Gronkowski because I would probably take him ahead of Gronkowski. At this no, point. I mean no question. So, I when we when the I participated in one of the uh, mock, mock drafts. drafts that we do um, 
online, you know, for ADP. And I actually, it was, I think it was luck of the draw. I don't think the dude was doing me any, doing me any favors. You know, I just had the first pick or whatever. And I took Odell Beckham, but man, did I want to take DeAndre Hopkins. I like for having the first pick, it should be something pretty easy. I like stewed over it yeah. for a while. Yeah. So you do have, you have Odell Beckham as your number one over dynasty player. Yeah. I still do not. Okay. And, and here's, and here's a little, I'll give you reasons why I like Odell Beckham a lot. Again, mm-hmm. does not, a, I have How Julio Jones not? as my number one fantasy player. Okay. I have Antonio Brown is my number two. Let me go here. I'll read you my top 12 and tell me if I'm off base. Here's my current rankings right now. Okay. Number one, Julio. Again, okay. this is a guy that I really love. All right. He finished as, he finished as a number one, two, three, four, five, six overall fantasy player. Okay. Only, that's what all the other guys are quarterbacks. Uh, the top fantasy players this year were Cam Newton, Tom Brady, Antonio Brown, Blake Bortles, Julio Jones. Okay. So that's impressive to out, outbeat. Uh, quarterbacks as it is. They have more points than Carson Palmer and Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers. Right. I mean, but all those guys, Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham, Julio Jones. They're all good. The, I mean, they're all within a Again, couple points of each other. But here, here it is. That's what I'm going to tell you something else. It's, okay. They're not with it because you want to know players that scored more, not quarterbacks, that scored more points this year than Odell Beckham. And I bet most people would kind of be surprised about Julio because Julio finished as a number six overall player. But you wouldn't think like like at no point was people talking about like Julio. Wow, he's just beasting every you know every single week. Being like a really good year, again six overall player. But here, there's two more receivers that had better years than Odell Beckham this year. Can you name me the two for wide receiver? Wide receiver. Well, I mean, I'm I'm play. I'm going to give you two, but it depends on how you do your scoring. If you do standard or PPR, PPR, if you PPR, PPR league. Brandon Marshall, correct. And did you say DeAndre Hopkins? No, I did not. Is it him? It's DeAndre Hopkins. Right. So DeAndre Hopkins and Brandon Marshall scored more points than him. Yes. So that's now again, that's just last year. You know what I mean? But right. look at look at how DeAndre Hopkins did it, first of all. Brandon Marshall, again, he's old. You're not taking him there. Third round, you know, high second round, that's that's fine for Brandon Marshall. But so if you just went off of last year and what they did with that quarterback, you I just for me, example, now I have DeAndre Hopkins behind Odell Beckham. That's fair. But I think when I redo my rankings, I think I'm going to bump DeAndre Hopkins ahead of Odell Beckham. I might do it. Okay. Because I love Hopkins so much. Yeah, I do too. I mean, but, you know, it, just keep in mind, if anyone does play standard scoring, Odell Beckham was number two standard league scoring. Standard league yeah. scoring. So if you do standard leagues, all my rankings are always going to be off PPR because okay. every league I'm That's in is cool. PPR. And you do the big rankings. I just do the rookie rankings. It's too much. My brain fries. I got man. you. Well, that's all we ask you to do. You do the rookie rankings, which you excel at. Yeah, and then plus these you have to do every single week. It's such a huge task. Right. Uh, yeah, if you, if you look at rankings, they're really hard to do. But here's my top 12. So Julio, Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham. Then I have Gronkowski, but I'm, I am going to bump Gronkowski down behind Hopkins. Then I have Hopkins, Allen Robinson, Des Bryant, A.J. Green, Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper. I, you know, you can't I mean, those are good. I mean, like, I'm sure you, we can all make small arguments. Those are oh, pretty sure. good. You know what yeah. I mean? So, I, I, I mean, agree. It's pretty legit. I mean, if you move, if you like Sammy Watkins, which I love, ahead of somebody that's that's fine you right know I, mean? I mean it's just a matter of sammy watkins is coming on like gangbusters right he's coming oh, back he had such a good year yeah he did Every and t- especially the- like that second half of the or whatever it the was. season yeah. no he killed it absolutely right. destroyed it and everybody in the beginning of the season that was talking about selling sammy i got i probably got inundated with like hundreds of tweets right right what do i do with sammy watkins i can sell him for this and this i'm like do not sell sammy watkins right. look at my avatar look at my twitter avatar right. it's sammy watkins 
Yeah. This guy's a stud, okay? After, after their bye week, dude, he crushed it. And he's, he was he was nicked up. I mean, it sucks. The one thing about him now so far, first two years, he's messed around with injuries. You know, that sucks. And the situation kind of sucks. <laughs> totally sucks. So, again. For, for him, for a stud wide receiver in Buffalo, it just kind of doesn't go together. And I'm okay with taking Cooper ahead of Watkins. And that, that's probably a situation I'd probably flip-flop on at times just because Cooper's – now, Cooper's got the drops. You know, he had like eight, 18 drops last year. But – with Derek Carr there and Michael Crabtree and Offset and Clive Walford, I like Cooper's situation a little bit better. Always playing in warm weather as well, right, and he runs yeah, the best that, routes I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, that, that, I mean that helps. I mean, yeah, I don't know. That would be tough, man. I would have to be in that situation to know what I would truly do. So you know, between those two, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, because you do have to play that situation out. Is Tyrod Taylor legit? Is you know, like things like that, where I know Derek Carr, warm weather, Raiders seem like they have the arrow pointing off Buffalo, like. They're they're not bad, but it's like you know you're in, still in that same division with New England, you know. Correct. Like it's a, it's know. a close toss up between those two. I have right. them I have them neck and neck. Yeah, I have, I, well, I actually have Demarius Thomas in between the two. Okay, fair. So I mean, Demarius Thomas took a big big hit this year. He dropped down a little bit. Oh, any um, any correlation between that and you know Peyton not doing well this year, and then you I, know see my being, argument that he did well with even when he was younger, more raw with uh. I mean, not well, well, but, you know, with uh, Tim Tebow. Okay. I think Dermaris Thomas is kind of a, a talent that just transcends the quarterback. Kind of like, it, he, kinda like DeAndre Hopkins, you know what I mean? definitely talented, no doubt. But, like, one of the things that I was always curious about is, like, what are the, some of these high-value guys from Denver going to be when Peyton hits the wall? Mm-hmm. And, you well, know, that's why he's dropped for me a little bit, because right. we don't know the future quarterback situation right. there next year. So he kind of, to me, I know Hopkins is going to do well no matter what. He's proved it. Once yeah. I get a legitimate quarterback, this guy's going to be the number one overall fantasy player at some point. I could, I could just see it now. And, like, for me, Antonio Brown, I know Matt's hugely biased Antonio Brown, but, like, Antonio Brown, again, he's just unreal good. Like, for anybody to take Odell Beckham ahead of Antonio Brown to me is just silly. It really is. To me, it's okay. silly. And I guarantee, now you did it. So, mm-hmm. and I, I don't, again, I'm not going to tell you some of you that are wrong because, you're, again, you're splitting hairs. But, again, the point and differential every single year that they played in the same league, you'd only be doing that for age. But it's not like Antonio Brown is old. You know, like this year, Antonio Brown and PPR League had 388 points. Pretty good, right? Okay, yeah. Pretty, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Odell Beckham had 319. Right, but he also missed a week. He did miss a week. So... And, it, and again, that is 60 points and spread over, tw- you know, 12 weeks. It's not It's not much. So you are splitting hairs. But again, Antonio right. Brown to me is just consistently a stud. But again, you're splitting I, I, hairs. You're totally they're all good split. players. Yeah, they're all really good, man. And that's and, the one thing you want to do there is in the first round, you don't want to grab a bad player. Like, yeah. out of all those players, like, who's the biggest risk there? Des Bryant? A.J. Green? Not A.J. Green. Not A.J. Green. No, Des, to me, is a risk. He's Attitude. got flags. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a lot of Tony flags. Tony Romo. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? He's got a back. I agree. You know what I'm saying? I think running back, again, I have running these guys. Running backs are risks. I will tell you this. These are my rankings, right? Which is, now this is where it's kind of like, uh, okay. What, then why are they ranked there? And I and I probably shouldn't do this, but I have Le'Veon Bell and Todd Gurley. You know, right there at nine ten. But I honestly would take Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, Sammy Watkins ahead of those guys. Which I should probably change my rankings in. But I try to do my rankings as well as like advising people where to kind of take somebody. Like it makes sense there to get the top running backs and then come back there and grab a stud receiver. Right. Towards the end of the first round, yeah. But I can kind of see myself taking. That's where one like of those doing, guys. doing those big rankings, man, is just whoo, 
fries your brain, dude. Oh, it, it really does. does. And nothing's worse when you get down to like 60 and you have somebody like, oh, he <sighs> needs to be higher. Like, who do I put him ahead of? Oh, it's so hard. And then there's some guys that you really don't like as much, but you know you can't put them lower. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like Jordy Nelson anymore as much as I used to, but I still have him up there. I have him at, th- well, I actually have him 49. He's at 35 on our site. But I Hardest have part of the job ranking because it's it's so confusing. You'll You'll kill yourself. And then one day you'll think like, okay, I'll put... Sammy Watkins ahead of Amari Cooper. Uh-huh. And then you go back and you look and you're like, why did I do that? I'll oh. your your opinion changes. And it changes like, every single week. Like this year too, like you gotta keep moving up Michael Crabtree. Keep moving him up. Keep moving you gotta keep moving these guys up, moving them down. And like it literally changes every single week. Yeah. I don't think people realize like the rankings, like how how hard they are to do. Yeah. And you have two hundred guys here that you have to rank. Right. And you're like, Well, do I really take him ahead of him? Well, I like his upside a little bit more. Right. Do I have you know, where do I put Delaney the, Walker? The only guy? way you could truly ever give like a is if you were like in the situation of drafting a team, and you were yeah. put you're on the clock, dude. Who and, do you take? And that's what I try to. That's what I try to like envision myself yeah, as. Yeah, and to. but it's so it really is. It's so hard to do rankings. It's like literally like we should have people on our site that just do rankings. They do nothing else. So yeah. shout out to at Dynasty Corey. He he updates his rankings all the time. I update mine. Uh, at Dynasty Tommy doesn't do it really as much because he had to take a big step back away from the site. But again, we are working on new methods. Uh, we are working on a program for our ranking system. It's just taking a little bit longer than we wanted to. But hopefully we do have advanced rankings to actually show you when the were updated as well coming soon. I wonder if me taking Odell Beckham over Antonio Brown has any Steeler bias to it. Maybe. Deep down. Deep down. Deep down. Yeah, I was just thinking, I'm like, I hate the Steelers. But, you know, no, I'd, I wouldn't let that happen. But maybe in this, uh, maybe. I, Antonio Brown's awesome, but I still hate See, him. for me, it's an argument because I have Julio number one. Yeah. I still I like him. Julio Jones. There's no doubt about it. Those those top receivers are, to me, Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham, Julio Jones, and DeAndre Hopkins. I honestly would not. You're happy to have any of them. Any of them. And if someone was like, I would rather have Julio Jones. Okay, cool. I'd like, I wouldn't be upset or, you know, like I wouldn't even argue it. I would just be like, okay. I honestly wouldn't argue because I have, again, I have Allen Robinson as my number six overall player. I have Allen Robinson ahead of Des Bryant. I have him again of AJ Green. I have ahead of Allen Rob, Mike Evans, and Amari Cooper. Love him. I just, yeah. I think he's I in, know, a, I like Allen he's in a, he's lot, in a good young system. Right. He produces every single Every week. single week, man. Big time. Every like, he's giving week. you 15 points every single week. And you can't, pre- again, like Jarvis Landry, you can't put a price on consistency. Right. You know what I mean? It's just one Especially, of those things. Yeah, right. So, love Allen Robinson. To me, like, Allen Robinson was a big jumper. Uh, Devontae Freeman, obviously. What do you, what's your take on Devontae Freeman this year? I own Devontae Freeman in my, in my league, too. Huge my reason champ- you won. Huge reason I won. Um, I don't know, man. I'm confused. I, he almost, like, to me, I might, I might. Might put him on my sell high category, man. Yeah, I, I might feel offers for Devonte Freeman. I wouldn't like just give him away. Obviously, yeah. you know, I want fair value, and he's going to be, you know, one of the top dynasty running backs. But uh, can he? Re- can he? You know, reproduce what he did this past season? There's no way. Yeah, like I say, no way. It's kind of in the similar, in the similar um, uh, Nick Foles syndrome. Okay. Remember Nick Foles had that sixth season with the Eagles. Yes. And everyone was, you know, putting him up as, like, the next guy. And it's like. We were not. It's like, you can't reproduce what you just did. Like, you, that's the best season you can possibly have. Yes. 
and it's all downhill from there. I'm kind of like, man. He finishes the number one fantasy running back. He finished yeah, with more points than Allen Robinson. Right. Here's my take on Devonta Freeman. I think I already gave this as well. Is I think, and I think Matt agreed as well, I think Devontae Freeman's going to be more, which is still really, really, really good, more if we saw like the last half of the season compared he, to the first half. Because exactly. he scored all, he had those, he had like for five weeks in a row, he had 30 plus points. Right. And Killed I think, it. I think he's more of a like a, 15-point guy. Yeah, which right. occasional 30-point games, which is, again, right. tremendous. Right. Like, I have him as my running back three overall. Still young, great offense, has Julio on there. I, th- I really think Atlanta addresses the wide receiver situation this year, and they go get another wide receiver opposite of Julio. Again, I would love to see Josh Dotson there. That's where I really like to see him go. But I think Devontae Freeman, kind of like the David Johnson syndrome, falls in that category of, yeah. okay, good system, what he does well, catches the ball well. But he actually runs between the tackles okay as well. Yeah, that like which is I think surprising. Yeah, was that was unexpected? A little that, bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. Like I'm just kind of confused. I'm going to let it play it out a little bit before I do anything, but I do own him and it was one of those things, guy just sitting on my bench, you know. I the only the only sole reason I took him in that draft when I did our, our original draft for this particular league is cuz Matt Love them so much. Love them. I'm like, well, all right, I'll just go on. You know, I mean, I. Yeah, respect his opinion. Right, yeah. So I took him and panned out, man. Yeah, because remember the time Matt was drafting him 10th overall, 9th overall, and all his rookie drafts, and people were like, ooh, look at you taking Devontae. He got a lot of slack for that. Almost yeah. like you got slack for taking Clive Walford in the second. Right. And people were like, that's too high. And you're like, no, it's not too high in my eyes. He's right. My, that's where I have him. Right. And you, it looks like you're right on that as well. Yeah, because it's one of those things where like you saw you saw a little bit of it, and it, I think that's going to be one of those visionary oh, things yeah. where like, all right, pe- he didn't put up like the mind blowing stats, so people still like will still be sleeping on him. And tight ends don't do that to, for three years, anyways. So I, I think like over, yeah, he's going to be one of those guys that it, it, he's he's going to come on. There there was uh, there was little flashes there, and he was hurt. He had a hamstring the first part of the year, so it really. I think it was hamstring. Would you, regardless, he was nicked up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he was. Part of, beginning part of the season. He definitely showed some signs. So, yeah, exactly. Okay. But, but. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do some, uh, as we wrap this up here soon, I'm going to kid you with a couple of fast uh, questions here. Okay. Does Calvin Johnson retire? Uh, I, I'm going to say no. I can't see it. I don't see it either. Is Doug Baldwin as good as he was the last half of the season? Is he wide receiver, high-end wide receiver two going forward? I'd say no. You say no. Is Jordan Reed the number two overall dynasty tight end? Um, uh, or say, is it Tyler Eifert? Yeah, I. You know, like because I have them both. Who am I? Who would I start Look right at now? You. I would start Eifert. I think. Okay. But Reed would be too. It's like it's tough. Do you agree with Rich that Jeremy <laughs> Macklin is one of the most undervalued dynasty players out there? Yeah, probably. Okay. Is Gary Barnage going to have another good year next year? Um, if if McCown's the quarterback, I can see that. He puts up a lot of stats. They don't win with him. I mean, you know, if you're starting a rookie, I mean, generally speaking, rookies go, you know, have the tight end as their uh, safe like yes. blanket, you know. Even Manziel used him with successfully. Right. Andrew Jackson you, is coming where he put up big numbers up with Eifert. Right. So, I, you know, I... Will he be as good as he was last year? I don't know. I th- I think he'll still be like very productive. Okay. You know, barring injuries, obviously. Doug Martin, where do you stand on him? <sighs> I mean, I have to. I have to eat crow on it, dude. You know what I mean? We Doug. all do because we said that you guys are a huge turd. 
I'm still right. selling him though. Yeah, like <laughs> I mean, he's one of the guys. Like, if someone, you know, people always send me rosters. Hey, what do you think this happening? And if they have Doug Martin, I'm like, ah, this is the this is the Doug Martin. If you own him, he could be one of those guys. If you have weaknesses at other positions, or especially if you need a wide receiver, that you might be able to flip him. He might be the piece to sell to get you, you know. A good wide receiver, a really good wide receiver. Yeah, yeah he's a stud. He won he me. Would be Doug the guy that, won me a couple leagues. Yeah, and you know, and I just you know, in the league that I own, I just own him in. I just so happen to be have a ton of wide receivers where it's like, all right, I have the luxury now that like I was wrong. My opinion on him was wrong based off his three prior years or whatever of just crappy football. A, a huge roller coaster at that point too. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's just you know what I I was so like over him you know he really made me irritated but i'm i just happen to be lucky in the position where all right i'll just ride it out Mm -hmm. but if you are you know building something and you do have doug martin he's the guy i think that you could sell and get uh you know good return on your guy your number one hit i don't people that probably follow you on twitter love you this is probably the thing you'll get the most props on the biggest supporter of him of all time alan hearns yeah. If you've been listening to podcasts a long time, uh, you know this. If you started listening this year, um, Mike swore by this guy. We mentioned his name for a year straight. In 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 the in the off season of the rookie year, like I think every week we brought him up. Every single week. Yeah. Do you still I, you're still believe still believing? Oh yeah. Why would you not? Why would you not? Here's why not. Here's why you should be because the guy finished with more fantasy points than Emmanuel Sanders, Sammy Watkins, David Johnson, Amari Cooper, T. Y. Hillen. Mike Evans, Randall Cobb, Todd Gurley, John Brown. He finished with more fantasy points than all those guys. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, there was at like one point, like in in my season when I was just looking at my stats, like at the stats. I mean, it was like him and Allen Robinson were like, you know, overall, like you know, and back goes, to back. Yeah, and that goes in that category before we were talking about like receivers. You could start two receivers on teams. And Allen Hearns and Allen Robinson were those two receivers you could start yeah. on the same team. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, Randall Cobb, I've always been a Cobb snob. I was mm-hmm. never really a believer. After last year, I said, okay, I'm around, coming around a little bit. Yeah. I, had, I wrote that article a year ago called Cobb Snob. Randall Cobb, where do you stand on Randall Cobb? I think he needs a Jordy Nelson opposite of him to be successful. He's not a true – he falls in that category like kind of like Jarvis Landry. He can't be a number one. Yeah, I was a little – yeah, I was, I was disappointed. You know Huge what I mean? Because, like, with all the injuries, like, he – you know, he – he needed to step up a little bit more, I feel like. Okay. Um, another question I have for you here. Who's your number one running back, Todd Gurley or Le'Veon Bell? That's tough, man. It's tough, isn't it? That's real tough. I think uh, they're mm. both really, really good. Yeah. I'd love to have them both. Uh, I think I would just because... I'll say Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley? Yeah. I, 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 I flip-flop on that every that, week. That's I like, really do. That, you know. Only because Le'Veon catches the ball so well as well. Right. And that's, I think it's one of those biased situations because Le'Veon was hurt all year, or slash, you know what I mean, out. Yeah. But when he's in, he's so good. He's, he's so good. He's so good. Yeah, and I, and I could maybe, I'll, I'm going to hold uh, the right to change that pick. Okay. But right now, today. Um, Todd Gurley. Yeah, I'll take Todd Gurley. Totally, totally okay with that, too. I, I could totally see taking Todd Gurley high. Do you think they're both worth a first-round pick in a dynasty startup? Or would you, you, are you like me? Would you still just go receiver? I just take wide receivers. Yeah, it's really I the way to go. I would just take wide receiver. I mean, just the way the game is, has changed. Like, 
I remember, you know, back in the day, just doing like redraft leagues, you know, in the early 2000s, you know, up to about 2005, six, whatever it was like 20, like 21 out of the first 24 picks would be running backs. Oh, every time. Yeah. And dude, and I honestly think, and I have no reason to, or no uh, proof to back this up, but I, this is why I think how PPR came into effect. Cause I've been playing uh, fancy football since 93. I remember it was my first year that I ever did. There was no such thing as PPR. If there was, I just was just oblivious to it. But I think it's like the receivers scored so low of points and everyone always took wide or excuse me, running backs, like 20 of the first 24 picks would be running backs to increase the value of wide receivers. They invented a PPR so their points would equal up to the running backs. Well, now the NFL's changed since 2007. And I personally think PPR is an outdated rule because I think running backs now are devalued. Slightly, but you know then, what I'm saying. My only argument against that is if you do that, it devalues half the running backs right off the case because guys like Duke Johnson, right, have no almost no value whatsoever. Guys like Gio Bernard's value, you know, dissipates drastically. There's a lot of like running backs that get hurt, and not only does it hurt the receiving class, but it actually hurts the running back class. It makes it's so hard to have a running back now as it is with the PPR backs. Like you need those guys like Danny Woodhead. It was like the number third or fourth overall running back. Right. Their value just goes down 10 times yeah. as much. And then but, it's, it's so hard to fill that running back role. Here, here's one thing that I just can't get over on the, and I play w- one dynasty league PPR, our league, the dynasty nerds. And the one I do, we do standard scoring. Uh-huh. The one thing that I don't like, well, the two things I don't like about the PPR is one, you could catch the ball behind the backfield and lose five yards or whatever, or two yards, and you still get a point for that. That's the biggest con and doesn't really happen often. stupid. It doesn't happen enough. And you're getting a point for doing your job. There's not a point per rush. That's kind of dumb. You can make the argument against quarterbacks when the ball gets tipped and it's interception or something like that, and it's not really a quarterback's fault. Mm, You know what I mean? Like stuff like it happens so little, it's not really worth. I, I get your, it's a valid point for sure. Yeah. But I don't think that's enough to sway me ever from PPR. Cause I remember I was a standard guy for like a long time and yeah. I had to be convinced to PPR. Yeah. And once I did, I was like, oh yeah, this is undoubtedly the best just, way to play fantasy football. Well, some people, some people just love seeing those points rack up. Like it's like a slot machine to them. Those points, like, oh, I got all these points, 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 points. I'm just like, eh, you know, I just I'm feel like catching that, the ball you know? is like, it's like, it's a hard thing. It's a hard enough thing to do as it is. Right. That's worth a point. Okay. You know what I mean? And definitely like if you're a possession, like, again, I think the receiver position is really important to fantasy football. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, receptions can devalue them so little. Like, like if it wasn't PPR, like standard, like, yeah, I'd much rather have running backs anyways, because it's all pretty much, I'll take a, I'll take an Eddie Lacy who's only giving me 80 yards a mm-hmm. game. Because a lot of receivers nowadays, yeah, it's easier to score fantasy points, but even as it is, besides those top tier guys, a lot of these guys aren't putting up big yards per game because well, there is more receivers to go around as it is anyways. Right, so you like seeing points. I love points. Yeah, you do. The more I score, the more I win. And uh, and that's the PPR, same thing as like at, when people add these flexes and the extra QBs. I'm just not, I'm not sold on all the extra points. You're old school, man. I'm You've old been playing school, since man. 93. You're yeah. old school. I get it. I had to be converted over to PPR, but... Again, we do all our rankings PPR. I think all right, that's cool. I really think it is way to go, just because it may, it gets. I think it equals the field. One equals it to quarterbacks. Again, standard league quarterbacks put up way more points than everybody else says. Anyways, I think PPR just really levels the playing field all around. Gives a guy like someone who's really good, like uh, you know, an Antonio Brown, to compete with quarterbacks. Uh, it gives guys like Danny Woodhead and Duke Johnson, guys like that, 
value. It, it makes up a player like Jarvis Landry, who, you know, they're really good at catching balls and helping their team that way, mm-hmm. gives them really good value. I think it puts Jarvis Landry in a position, more strategy-wise, in a position where he could be competing against guys like, you know, Calvin Johnson. Okay. You know what I mean? It makes his role valuable because that's what he does well. He's a possession receiver. That's cool. I, I don't I don't totally hate it. I play both ways. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you do. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. well, man, it was good. It was great to have you back. Thanks, man. Uh, to be good great to be having, back. Felt to like be having to talk for like another hour. We probably could, but hey, yeah. we have what nine months, right? To have you back now. Yeah. So it's kind of even though it felt like a lifetime you were gone, it's great to have you back. Thanks, uh, bro. You know, it's gonna be really good to get your insight on these rookies. I know you. You're definitely our strongest take when it comes to college players uh, on the podcast. Yeah, I try to watch a lot or as much as I can. Well, or you're also in a dynasty day. college football league, right? So you you have really good takes, definitely on some of your like your late round picks. A lot of those guys pan out, uh, at least over the last couple of years. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. I know early on some of those rookie picks weren't yeah, landing so well you for know, you. Hey, dude, sometimes you're we evolve, good. we get smarter, right, right man? And that's why we host live the podcast. And, live and learn. And now with the website, it does help. It does get you way more involved. Like now that when you're coming on here and giving your actual opinion on these players on a podcast where thousands of people are listening to, it makes you want to make sure you're a little, you put a little bit more time into it. Oh, I definitely put way more time into it. No, oh, yeah. you have to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too. I mean, I, when we used to do our you know rookie drafts, I mean, you know, yeah, I would. So, but there's, there's you weren't watching about. tape on everybody. Now no. I'm on dra- uh, draftbreakdown.com every day, like watching tape on every single player. Right. Yeah, because otherwise people are on Twitter are just going to tear you apart. Oh, and they will. And they will. And they you don't want to do that. You don't give them the opportunity. No. And the most that's, important that's thing the is. That's the worst when someone blasts you on Twitter. I hate it. Yeah. And I like people are like, oh, well, you're wrong about this. It's like, dude, NFL GMs get paid millions of dollars to be like 50 50. And they're 50 50. Right. We just want to be right more than we're wrong. Right. And so far, with doing a podcast going out over two years now, we've certainly been way more right than wrong. And I think we've given uh, solid advice. Tremendous advice. I think, I mean, that's the best thing about it is like the compliments we get about late players, like, you know, like, uh, like the Alan Hearns that we get, you know, we tell you, hey, draft this guy. And those are the guys, again, the first round's pretty cut and dry. You take the player you kind of like anyways. They're all going in the first round anyways. Right. And you can go on any website and find a mock draft for the first round. Yes. We know. help you be more prepared for the guys that you're going to get in the late Stephon second. Stephon Diggs. The third. Tyler, or, uh, Tyler Lockett. You know, guys like that. Correct. You know, we're bringing some spotlight onto those guys. Jeremy Hill, two years ago. Yeah, you know what I mean, so. Jeremy Hill. Yeah, I was really big on Jeremy yeah, Hill. You were the two guy. Years ago. Yeah, uh, Alan Hearns. You were really big on. Right. And people were getting those him in the fourth, fifth round. They're like, hey, I remember when that draft went over. People were like, dude, I just drafted Hearns because Mike liked him so much. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, great. And you win. And you win. So it worked out pretty well. Yeah. That's so. my phone ringing. Yeah. I gotta go back to work when we get off of this. Dude, gotta put that on silent, man. I forgot all about it. All right. Bad job out of me. Bad job out of you. Uh, so, again, welcome back. Uh, again, if you wanna support the podcast, you can get on dynastynerds.com and you could buy a Dynasty Nerds t shirt. Mike just got his today. How was that shirt? Awesome. I mean, I, I'm a huge, huge tribeline guy. Those are like the best shirts, man. Of all time. Right. And I loved all the tweets coming in saying, you guys were right. This is the most comfortable shirt ever. Yeah, like legitimately, it's awesome. Yeah. We're literally not just like bragging, like, oh, to try and get you to buy the shirt. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you like like wearing good t-shirts, you know what I mean, where they're comfortable and they, they just like, they look cool. Like one that you like, if you're going out to like a bar with some buddies, you could wear this t-shirt right. and look good. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, again, if you're trying to get lucky on a Saturday night, 
the sheet t-shirt won't hurt you. it definitely won't hurt you definitely won't hurt you no, so, it's nice man yeah you can buy the, the t-shirts on dinesinners.com just click on shop uh again it's it's the most comfortable t-shirt that you could ever possibly wear and you buy two we sell two t-shirts we pay for the podcast for a month i will say though someone on twitter told me there's a quad blend t-shirt i uh, need to see a link to I, I saw that i saw you ask for the link he said it's true I'm not buying it. I didn't see the link. No, this is, this is. Listen, when we did when we did these shirts, I looked for the most comfortable. Literally, we looked for the best T-shirt you could possibly buy. Well, they're made from the same T-shirt store that a lot of us wear now. That we yes. wear now, a local company, a Cleveland Clothing Company. I've mentioned this many times. Oh, yes. okay. So you use them? Okay, I wasn't sure if you said their name. Yeah, we buy their t- for years. We've bought because they're the most comfortable T-shirts, and you look cool wearing them. Yes, and I wear them all the time. I wear, right. I'm T-shirts, jeans kind of guy. Right, exactly. So yeah, these are literally the most comfortable shirts you could ever buy. Uh, again, you buying a shirt, not only do you get something awesome out of it, but it helps the podcast as well. It helps the cool. website as well. Um, if you just like to help the site out, just monetarily, you can hit the donate page. If you just want to do it free, just go to iTunes and uh, give us a give us a rating and review. Let us know what you think. And if you own a quad blend shirt, I want to see a link. He wants to see the link. Yeah, I, I want to see it. it. And then retweet it so I can see it as well. Yeah, what's this other material? I don't know. Your nipples must love it. Yeah, it's got to be great. It's got to be the greatest thing ever. Yeah. So, well, until then, we'll be back next week. All right. Look forward to hearing Mike uh, and all his breakdown. I think we're going to start having to get into rookies here pretty soon, huh? Cool. But I know that for this first episode back, I just want to kind of get your take. Yeah, that's cool. Just a little, you know, wrap up. Hey, how you been? Type thing. Yeah, Man, I mean, I go. know how you've been personally, but right, yeah. you know, the thousands you. of listeners have yeah, not, yeah, and they probably missed you. The millions. Uh, if you do want to talk to Mike on a one-on-one basis, you can hit up on Twitter at Dynasty Nerd Mike. You can hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. You can hit up the site at Dynasty Nerds. And yeah, just get on the site every day. Great articles come up there. Uh, I've just wrote, put a mass email out to the writer saying, hey, let's uh, start getting on this rookie content. Rookies, rookies, rookies. There was a good one, though, this week. I know we're trying to wrap it up, there, but real quick, there was a good one this week about what do you do at the end of the draft? Yes. Especially for this year. It's a real good, I think, like, if you don't fall in love with someone, it's solid, legit advice. I, I agree. I thought it was a great article. It's by at Sports Debate Tom, Thomas Kaufman. You can follow him on Twitter as well. If you haven't read the article, uh, it was just put up this week, a couple of days, you know, within the last week, so you can go back and find it. Great article. But, you know, all the articles on there to help. So you should actually check out every single one of them. Uh, we put up a new article every single day, and it's all for free, people. Nice. So free. we need people you know, love free stuff. People love free stuff. Give a shoot out anything at a basketball game people go crazy yeah those t-shirts just sit there and just watch how people go crazy <laughs> yeah. for the dumbest stuff the, for free. yeah people literally do go crazy over the free stuff oh it's free i love it i want it i, I want, want it so bad. i just sit there and just look i'm like dude you guys are freaking crazy Ooh, is that a double xl t-shirt with a, a hospital name on the back of it <laughs> and then my team name written in bold letters in the front i want it yeah i'll kill you for it yeah with the neck that's like stretched <laughs> out horrible i do so. i don't even take free food from the chinese guy anymore when i'm walking by yeah i'm past oh at the mall the yeah. Man, yeah the freebie guy and i don't do yeah, that man. i did that was in high school i don't know where that cat came from i grew up <laughs> oh yeah in high school you're making <laughs> round trips oh hell yeah oh guys gotta go hey, through more laps yeah, <laughs> want to go past the chinese guy again you put you have a piece of bread you're just going by every time another piece of my bread please i'm trying to get a sandwich here uh, that's great man all right guys well hey, right. we'll be back next week uh thanks for listening as always have a good one bye Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.